Exxon misled the public about fossil fuels. That and other stories for the week ending July 12th. 2015. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin. And it's This Week in Water. Since 1981, ExxonMobil knew that their operations were causing global warming. But instead of sharing their concerns, they misled the public and politicians. In fact, the oil giant had been funding studies by climate change deniers. A new report from the Union of Concerned Scientists reveals the company's own internal documents and memos. For example, an internal memo at Mobile in 1995 said, The scientific basis for the greenhouse effect and the potential impact of human emissions of greenhouse gases such as CO2 on climate is well established and cannot be denied. Nevertheless, Exxon publicly refused to acknowledge climate change for 10 more years and continued to provide financial support for climate change denial. According to research carried out by Greenpeace, Exxon spent over 30 million on think tanks and researchers who promoted climate change denial. Some have likened the fossil fuel industry's conduct to that of tobacco companies that for decades resisted the evidence that smoking causes cancer. Last Thursday, the California Council on Science and Technology and the Lawrence Berkeley National Lab released a report into the practice of hydraulic fracturing. The report looked at all aspects of fracking in the Golden State and contains recommendations, some of which state that there must be much more study about the hazards from this controversial industry. But while fracking is still allowed to continue, the report states that the risks associated with about two-thirds of the chemicals used in the process are not clear. Furthermore, the toxicity of more than half of those chemicals remains uninvestigated, unmeasured, and unknown. And basic information about how these chemicals move through the environment doesn't exist. The report also concludes that certain operations need to stop now. For example, some operators currently dispose of wastewater from fracked wells in percolation pits, and some have occasionally injected wastewater contaminated with fracking chemicals into protected groundwater. The report also raises concern about using oil-filled water in agriculture. One of the authors told the LA Times that he was surprised to learn that recycled oiled wastewater was being used on crops. He questioned whether we can assure farmers and consumers that their food is healthy until the safety of this water is known. Tens of thousands of people in Kosovo were without water on Saturday morning over fears the Islamic State, or ISIS, had poisoned a reservoir there. The water supply company in the capital, Pristina, said it had turned off its treatment facility after police arrested three men behaving suspiciously near the Badovac Reservoir. Al Jazeera is reporting that tests carried out by the Kosovo Institute for National Health had detected no sign of toxic content. The reservoir supplies drinking water to more than 200,000 people. Kosovo had been on a heightened state of alert in recent weeks after propaganda videos surfaced showing Balkan members of the terror group warning of attacks, including the poisoning of water supplies. Two firefighters were injured in Detroit last Wednesday. There were difficulties dousing the flames due to low water pressure. According to Executive Fire Commissioner Edsel Jenkins, about an hour into their efforts, firefighters realized the pressure was an issue and called the Detroit Water and Sewerage Department to increase the flow. 
About 30 minutes later, crews were able to redirect more water to the scene. Kiona Jackson with the water department said the problem stems from old infrastructure. It's not unusual for the city to regulate water flow in certain neighborhoods, especially those with older pipes to keep them from breaking. The department officials acknowledged, however, that the city's aging water mains are a growing threat to public safety. The need for improved infrastructure is tied to the very high-profile fight in Detroit over water rate increases. Unless the city council approves a hike, officials say the city won't have access to the millions it would take to install new mains and gates to keep the water flowing during a fire. And finally this week, want to go fishing and don't have a boat? Not a problem if you were in Abilene, Texas. On Tuesday, residents received almost nine inches of rain, triggering flash flooding and, for some, great fishing. People in one neighborhood grabbed nets to catch fish swimming down flooded local streets. These were no minnows. Some appeared to be two feet long. The record-breaking rain added a year's worth of water to the city's supply and was the wettest day in Abilene's history. And catching fish with a net when a storm turns your front yard into a river? Whopper of a fishtail to tell the grandkids. This Week in Water is a production of H2O Radio and is sponsored by Colorado WaterWise. Learn more at coloradowaterwise.org.